Hello everyone, welcome back to another Fireside Chat. This is Fireside Chat 30, 31, <laughs> like, Jesus, wow. So, uh, so today, like, oh, if you are new to those, those, uh, these Fireside Chats, basically the idea is that uh, we get together uh, just a few minutes before we start recording, uh, we pick a topic. So, and then a topic that we, we are keen to discuss, but all, all of our conversations are very informal. The, our thoughts are not very well structured. It's more like a conversation about a topic that, uh, so just to share our, our ideas as we used to do uh, in the old days where you used to go to the office and see each other in person, right? So, and- Beautiful <laughs> segue. Exactly. Uh, you, you, you saw what I did there, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so basically like uh today's episode is all about remote work and basically are we going back to the office right so in the old days we used to have these kind of conversations that you are watching right now in person right having a drink sometimes going to a restaurant sometimes in the office and now everything has changed so, but before we start, as always, like if you like are liking are enjoying those those chats, please subscribe, hit the, the uh, thumbs up button. So, okay. So, question that we get all the time: It's been two years now, right? So, two years that we realized that all of us would be working from home, right? So, everything was very uncertain, and it was a shock in the system, I guess, right? So, for most of us. So are we ever going to go back uh, to the office? And how, I think that a, a good, this is a question that we get all the time. Are we going back? But before, maybe it's worth starting like, how, how did we adapt to this change? I would love to hear it from, from you guys. Like, how was it for you to adapt with the new norm? Hey, so I have to say we didn't have a lot of problems or I think we didn't have a lot of problems adapting because uh, the job that we do doesn't necessarily need you to be in a, you know in the same physical location to be able to do it right like, like if you're writing code you know you can do that on your own it's you know it can be better if you're collaborating with people etc cetera, etc cetera, but it's not necessarily uh, you don't necessarily need to be at a physical specific location, no? like, I don't know, like a clerk or, a, you know, someone in a restaurant or something like that, right? It's, it's a bit uh, less constrained in that sense. Um, it also uh, helps that we, we were already doing a lot of remote stuff, even if it was not everything, right? Like we were working with clients, you know, outside of Spain, outside of the UK, etc. So that was already part of how we were doing things. So a lot of the kinks of, you know, the, the problems with, um, you know, facilitating sessions remotely, etc. Although it was not massively used, it was something that we had experience with and we had tools and we had you know, different ways of, of solving it, uh, tried out, no? So it was more about making sure that everyone would be able to do it, you know, wherever they were working from. And uh, to some extent, it, uh, it did uh, put a bit more of a 
focus no, on certain areas that normally happen when you're in the office, like communication, right? So increasing or, or let's say be more purposeful no, around what you're communicating and, and giving transparency and so on and so forth. And that is something that has been evolving through all of all of this time, right? Because when you move to remote work where, you know, or, or completely distributed or whatever, the bandwidth that you have face-to-face in the office is a lot bigger than what you have normally, right? And that's, I guess, the, the biggest difference or the biggest challenge that I've seen from when we've been adapting. You know? um, so I don't know. Well, how do you see it, Mesh? Well, yeah, I, I'd agree with you. I think uh, we were kind of set up to work remotely, at least from a tools perspective. Uh, yeah. People, mileage varies when you talk about, you know, some people had space at home to create a, an office. Others didn't. Some people were working from ironing boards and kitchen tables and all sorts of things, right? So so there was an element to that. But if we look at purely from a tooling perspective, we were all already set up for that. We were working remotely Often it was not unheard of for people to work from home here and there. Uh, as a company, we we were actually quite clear that most of the time we would be working from the office or we would be working from our uh, clients' places because we felt that it allows us to create better relationships with our clients and with our teams. And that's that's how we were. But, you know, moving to that, I think the, one of the biggest changes from a, from a company perspective was that uh, we, we decided to buy... Miro licenses <laughs> rather than just use it ad hoc, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I think it, and initially there was, you know, of course, people were worried about the pandemic and everything else, but um, there was an element of excitement from working from home. Like I, you know, myself and Sandra, we, we didn't spend a lot of time at home. We were either traveling or going to work and so on. And after a long time, you got to stay at home, which was in a way, quite enjoyable, nice and nice. And, you know, that was, we were just coming into the first summer and that summer in the UK was quite nice as well. So going out in the back and if you have a garden or something and and having your lunch in the garden, initially it was actually quite pleasant. But I do remember uh, at the time I was working from home alone. And I do remember at some point getting kind of very, you know, the novelty wore off and uh, I was not happy. Like, you know, you were kind of, you get up, go get into your, uh, you know, work kind of mode and then finish, but, you know, you're still in the same place. And so I think initially it was nice. Uh, and then it got to the point where I said, okay, when does the, is it going to end? And then slowly realizing that actually answering your question, are we ever going back to? It probably will never end. <laughs> so this is the new norm, as as it were. But yeah, I, I think um, it's it's been okay. I think we've we've gained a few things and lost a, quite a few things as well with the remote working. I personally think that uh, working remotely as the sole thing is not is not enough. For what we do, and I think there are there is a lot we gain through personal interactions. Uh, but but going back to the way we were, where we were 100% kind of by default working from the offices is also was now that I look back on it was uh, seemed like a, 
almost a stupid thing to do you know so so yeah i i am kind of uh, i don't think we should carry on as we are like 100% remote but also i think we should really rethink how we uh, how we working and and what our relationship with the with the office yeah for me the there is the business aspect that you both already covered like so we were it was not very traumatic for us it was natural because like yeah we we don't have a single server in our company right so everyone has laptops and there's no single physical machinery everything so so for us to adapt and as as you both mentioned like we have clients abroad and so it's not a big deal but personally is where i found it very strange because mainly for me like i i i was coming from 2019 i had more than 50 flights that year right so i i would barely stay like two weeks in a row in the uk so that was not a common thing for me so so coming from not only going to the office but also going abroad and, and doing all those things i i actually like at the beginning of 2020 ex, ex, besides all the, the the panic with the pandemic in terms of the business the instability like so but but in terms of working from home i was like how am i going to do my job now because a big chunk of my job was to to fly and see customers see clients in person run those trainings run those discoveries and stuff and, and although we bought some of the mirror licenses most of the work that we we used to do was very effective doing in person and adapting that to do that remotely uh because like quite often when we bring like many beginning of the project or the early days of a project where there is a lot of alignment you need to talk to a lot of people from our company from our clients and bringing everyone together in an online meeting it is challenging so so for me like i, I was uh I was quite worried at the beginning. I said like can 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 we do our jobs efficiently? I'm not talking about the normal day-to-day of delivering software, delivering features and stuff, but these more Yeah, you're talking more about workshops. the consulting yeah, exactly. workshops that kind of stuff. Because you know, because you realize uh, sorry Jose, because like mm-hmm. in those uh days we we always relied a lot on the personal connections. In in it's not only about running the workshop uh remotely but it's actually meeting our clients our people for the first time and creating that initial bond uh that would set that that would help us to have better conversations online later on right and that was for me like a big shock uh but but on a personal side as Mesh was saying like for me it was really strange to be at home because it was not a thing uh but then of course I got used to it used to it and I, I i like the way things now but there was also a, uh before you go was there but like just one thing that i wanted to uh bring up i don't know how it was for both of you but like uh adapting even at home like for example i've been married for a long time but like being in the same house for for all this time together everyone constrained and stuff like a lot of people including myself had to adapt on a personal level as well right with family and everything else you know i was going to say that because you brought up the pandemic and and at the beginning of the pandemic there was all of this confinement and so on and that was definitely not great but i also don't think that represents you know when you think of a fully remote work you know that kind of stuff 
uh, is not that, right? Like you're not going to be locked in one place, only working and sleeping and no, working. And, so that's yeah. uh, that definitely wasn't a typical situation. I think that actually um, uh, mentally, you know, strain and, and drain people a lot. Right, because yeah. you you were not getting your social interactions from work, or, or let's say you were getting them through a screen at work, yeah. yeah? But then you know, we're, th there was nothing to compensate that, and that's not usually what happens. Normally, no, if you have a remote work, you, yes, you work, you have your conference, but then you can go out, you have a beer with your friends, you have like there is a restaurant, yeah. There's all of this social yeah. interaction that you're getting that is not work. Um, that is actually helping you in that sense, and and I feel like that's one of the things that definitely uh, had a, had an impact on on people. I have to say, I I kind of enjoyed it because I'm not a very sociable uh, person. So for me, when the when the whole confinement started, like not a lot changed, right? <laughs> in fact, I would say you know I was playing D&D more I was you know like I was doing all these things although you know remotely but uh but I was I was doing it no and uh, and I feel like that's a that's a big uh difference you know between what people experienced at the beginning uh of 2020 you know and what it is turning now into right because mm -hmm. now that you can go out and you can it is definitely different than than what it was before i don't know what do you think there there, there is another there was there is another yeah i mean there, there is another point to our jobs that is a bit different to normal is that we are all three of us are in in leadership position and i felt that a lot of our work was uh you know going to the office sitting with this person, just ad hoc kind of serendipity, you know, talking to this person, having a chat, seeing this thing, you know, someone kind of seeing you and kind of bringing you into a meeting room and, you know, discussing something that they're going through or, or they want a second opinion. And I felt that that was a very good element of our leadership that actually is missing now because we have to make a meeting for everything. And often... People are reluctant to create those meetings, but even when we have those meetings, it's not the same kind of energy. And like going back, we went back last week, um, and it was it's different. I mean, I didn't spend as much time on my chair and talking to a lot of people, and it was you felt that you were you were performing your role a bit better. You were leading. You were seen. You were you know accessible. Uh, and other people were accessible to you a bit more. There, there was definitely an element there that I thought, okay, you know what? Although it's not very tangible, it's a very significant part that is missing from our day-to-day -day work. Yeah, there, there is like one, one thing that I heard uh, a few times, uh, not only inside our company, but also outside, that work became just work so because like before it was a social as you were saying there was a social aspect in there you would meet your colleagues but you would go out for a drink once a week or whatever uh, and, and so so there were far more opportunities and, and, and you could speak to more people in the same day as you were going to the kitchen having a coffee and stuff like that so and you and you have a 
a bigger bond with those people. And of course, there was the work as well. But now, once that was removed, and for you to have a social interaction with someone, you actually need to book a meeting. And normally, like after that meeting, at least one person has another meeting right after. So you cannot just keep the conversation going and stuff, unless it's recorded this kind of time, right? So when we finished our day, and now we are having a chat, and we have a drink and stuff. But, but we cannot do that with everyone anymore. But when you are in the office, you could do bits and bobs with everyone in the same day. You can talk to a five-minute chit-chat with quite a lot of people, right? Um, so, so I heard these arguments quite a few times in terms of work became more work. And this is true. I, I, I have absolutely no idea how to uh, replace. And even all the different attempts... Uh, with donuts and, and all the different trite social aspects, but you do that through the screen. They help, but, but they are not a substitute. It's not the right? same thing. It's not exactly. the same thing. Is it? But on the other hand, when you ask people, okay, so you are all missing that, but would you like, okay, so how much do you really miss that? So would it justify you to be back five days a week in the office? or not so much. So, so, so I, I think that I, I'm, so yeah, I miss that, no doubt. But how much do I miss? Do I miss like, all... to do that every day, <laughs> once a week? But right? you know, there is, there is another element there, Sandro, is that mm -hmm. our lives have, have adopted to, to staying at home, right? Mm -hmm. Which were before our lives were adopted to working at the office. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing is that a pandemic forced us to come to, to work because there was no other option. We stayed at home because no, there was no other option. Mm -hmm. There is nothing that's forcing us to go back, right? Which basically means that even, I, I personally think that, you know, even when you ask people, they might be missing, but their lives have adopted in a different way now. And actually it would be quite painful for, for people to go back. They would have to rearrange things quite considerably to go back, you know, even a couple of days a week, I think. Yeah, because there are many factors, like child care, for example. So we changed how we do child care at home, right? Uh, so now that because we stay more at home, so we didn't need the same arrangements that we had when we could not stay at home. Uh, but also there is the distance as well, because, for example, uh, if I was closer to the office, right, if I was like on a 20-minute commute, 15-minute commute, I would certainly be in the office far more more often, right? So just and maybe sometimes go to a half a day, uh, or go to the end of the day, or so. But like a lot of people, well, mainly like living in big cities, like we we have to commute. Maybe most of us for more than an hour. So so there is a cost element to it. There is a time element to it. There is a, a quality of life as well because you end up eating out and all this kind of stuff. And so. There is a lot of elements that when you when I balance everything, for example, I think that we are better off today. But but I think that there is like the, the two extremes never going to the office or going every day. I think that they are both bad the way that I see today. I just still don't know. I'm still trying to figure out personally what would be the in-between that would be uh, that would satisfy me. You know, you, you mentioned uh, distance and stuff and whether we like it or not, we're all at the same distance now, mm. if, if you know what I mean. Like, it doesn't mm. matter where you are. Like, it may be a different time zone or whatever, but it's just a click away and, and mm -hmm. we're seeing each other, no? Uh, 
And I feel like that has been a major factor, for instance, in bringing the, the company together, etc. Now, the minute that you start making part of that uh, presential, yeah, like people go to the office, like, for instance, no, you guys are going on Wednesdays just to, but there, there is, again, the social factor of, you know, you're at the office, uh, let's go have, grab a beer, let's go no, do these things. And I'm like, shit, I would like to, you know, like I would like to do that as well, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Or if you're at the office and you still want to make people included, then you need to, even though you're at the office, you need to use the tools of remote, right? Like you need to still do the calls. So then uh, if you don't, because if you don't do that, then it starts breaking breaking down no it, it starts being two separate worlds again the people who are remote and the people who are uh, at the office right and i feel like that's uh that's a challenge that we still haven't solved completely i feel like again if we go to the office or we we're deciding to get together to get that social aspect or whatever we would still need to work the same way as we as if we were working remotely and if the we office really is not geared to, for it Exactly. And the office is not geared. It's also not prepared. Have lots of meet, remote meetings. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so. So yeah. So that's that's something that I feel. If you know, if you're talking about ideals of how that would look like, um, no, for it to work. Uh, so that that's one aspect. The other aspect is uh, you mentioned time and you know spending time at home, family, etc. Um, my day today is a lot more effective i would say like i can cram a lot more stuff in uh than when i have than when i was at the office yeah i don't know if that's good <laughs> to be honest i don't know if that's good right but uh i notice it like for instance if i if i go to the office i almost don't have any time to do anything because it's like meeting after meeting after so the day that i'm at the office i kind of need to be aware of that so that i don't have You know, I, I can have some breathing room between those meetings and I can still do things while I'm, while I'm there, right? Uh, and that's another thing that I feel changed completely uh, from, you know, going to the office to, to actually working remotely. You can be a lot more effective with your time precisely because you don't have maybe so many distractions, if you want to call it something, no? But, but see, like, this is something that um, I, I don't go to the office very often. I think Mesh goes to the office more often than I do. Uh, but when I go, uh, I, I made a conscious decision that I will block my day. Because like one thing that I certainly don't want to do is go to the office and spend my whole day in the office in a video call. Because then for me, that it defeats the purpose. Because if it's to go be in, in video calls one after another while I'm in the office, I'd rather do that from home. So then what I'm doing there, I'm blocking the, the, the day. Like, for example, I'm going to go for the full day every two weeks. I block my afternoon. So afternoon, unless there is a client meeting, unless something that I really cannot move, I will not have video calls that day. And then I take the time to work with, to, to see people, do some work, and, but to socialize, to benefit from being in the office and talking to people. Yeah. But I, I feel I there's... Yeah. I try to no block doubt. my calendar, calendar to some level. Yeah, yeah. I, it doesn't happen for the whole day, but I do try. And and you're right. Uh, they, like I was actually finding that I'd have a meeting, but I'd get 
chatting to somebody or someone would pull me into a meeting and so on. And I'd forget about the other meeting, right? You know, and sometimes I would miss the meeting. And it's good to block that time, to give that time to the people that, you know, you're seeing in person because that's, you know, now the bulk of our time is remote and anyone can set up a meeting in your calendar and speak to you and, and that's fine in a remote way. But when you're in the office, it's best to talk to the people, right? That's, that's why you're there. So yeah. you're right, you know, if you, that's not what you're going to do, then what's the point? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so the, the, I, I also feel, I don't think that I've ever been so productive in my entire life. That is, that is like in terms of working from home, the remote work uh, makes you very diligent, very organized and you work far more. Uh, so, <laughs> This idea that, okay, those hours that I was commuting, I would take those hours and go to the gym, that never happened, right? So, so those hours that I was not commuting is just like doing more work. But, but I think that <laughs> even if I was not doing the work, but, but even in the normal working hours, even without counting those hours, if people are able to use them in a different way, uh, the working hours themselves are way more productive than they were before. There are far less yeah. distractions. You lose the human connection a bit because and when you are going from one video call to another, it, you need to be, okay, this is the meeting to talk about this. This is the thing to talk about that. This is the gap that I have and I need to work on all those things during this gap because I have another meeting that, later on. Yeah. It allows it to be more organized. So, so in a way, I like the mix that it is today. And I like it, the, this... Uh, Balance should be more like to stay more at home than more in the office. If I had to choose my way, that's where I, I would be. I think if I had to choose my way, I, I would work from from the office a couple of days a week. Um, I, I, I think I work more hours. I don't necessarily know if I am more productive. Uh, personally, I, I mean, I have, yeah, as you said, you know, you've got... You work more hours, you, you've got this thing to do, there's not so many distractions, you've got this thing to do. But I find that some things take much longer, especially interactions. So, like, to get an idea across, to have a, a meeting, to reach a conclusion, to all those kind of things, they, it's, it's and, and this single kind of uh, bandwidth, conversations that happen in those meetings, all those things, I find them actually much more time consuming and, and often annoying because, you, you know, the, the conversation aren't happening in a good way. You can't just get up. You, you can't use your body language. There's a lot of stuff that gets missed in these interactions. And as you said, you know, you can't have those informal discussions you can't have those two people are talking and just passing a quick message on to that person who's kind of, you know, there's so much missing in those interactions. So I don't know, like, I think when you're doing just kind of clerical stuff or writing mm -hmm. something or reviewing some document or that kind of thing, I think it's definitely very much more productive. But 80% of our time is in meetings and, and this is probably not the best mechanism for them. Yeah, I was thinking like because like before, like uh, when we are all in the office, what what happened regularly is like maybe like someone would come to us and say, "Hey, uh, just have a question on this. Like, what about this, this, and that?" And then you give an answer, and that's done. Mm. 
mm-hmm. right? So nowadays they would need a, to book a meeting for half an hour. Yeah. Right. Or, so, so or they would not. Need to book a slot. Uh, okay. So or or not because here this is the this is the thing. Like, uh, I mean, if someone comes to me and says, "Hey, I, I need to talk to you," or whatever, or like I try to to make it so that I have the time to to talk to a person, even if I have to, hey, delay something or whatever, and and try to get that conversation in. And this is something that I am very Delivered about right, like if you ask people in the team, like, "Hey, what's up?" No, uh, just tell me what it is, and and let me prioritize what you want to do versus no uh, the, the interruption or whatever, right? But some things need to be discussed in the moment because they, you know, it creates delays or whatever, right? Like that, the, they need to. So that flexibility, I do. I I won't say that I plan for it as in allocate time or whatever but i i am definitely very aware very uh you know yeah just just perceptive of, of those messages that are coming in like for instance i almost never uh remove completely like the shut down the notifications or whatever right i i know i know that's a that that may interrupt me when i'm doing something but it may be something important as well right So I I deliberately try not to build that easy to build wall of not communicating with people uh, at all. And I feel like that's something that I'm very uh, clear about as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but not everyone does that. Not everyone feels like they can uh, interrupt you. But I uh, also have, there is other thing. So for example, there's a few people in our team that actually often need... um, conversation with us right and and they i know like at least one of them feels quite reluctant to put lots of meetings in our diary so so what she'll do is she'll she'll put two or three paragraphs really setting the context and everything and sending that out to like the rest of the team like you know i can tell you the last the the review meeting that the uh, question that Anne-Marie raised yesterday right how many people read it in the team, not many. Well, I, I can tell because there were no responses to it, and they, they required a response. On the other hand, if they were like you know just pop in and say, oh you know it's about this, and I want to kind of just quickly talk about this particular thing, and this is the area that I need your your input on, it's much more efficient because in there even I couldn't decipher exactly where and which parts were input, but because it was a, a long-winded thing, I thought okay. I'm doing other things. I'm going to leave that because I couldn't directly say, oh, not sure what you mean. What You know, like there was not a quick feedback cycle. in. The, the, I couldn't have a conversation there. And, and this often happens where messages, although you read them, they get left there. And, and often no one comes back to them, especially in team situations, in team channels. Because this became like a new skill uh, for all of us. Uh, when you are a non-native speaker, it's even worse. But it's not only about the, the language. It's like, for example, the written communication. Uh, it was a struggle because, like, it's exactly what you said, Mesh. And, and I'm, not, I'm not talking about the extreme cases where you write in a way that might be interpreted as rude uh, or anything. No, I'm not talking about... Exactly this scenario that you said. Someone sent a message, 
but you don't know exactly how urgent that thing is or important is. You don't know if that person is blocked or not. So there is a, a skill in actually when you are going to a channel where there are more, more people, and even in a one-to-one, for us to understand the entire context, that would be far different if you were just sitting on a desk uh, and then someone just came, hey, I, I just have a question about this. Uh, I need this information for this and that. You have a proper conversation. And then in five minutes, that thing is answered and, and you can move on. But, but yeah, there is like, I, I certainly uh, struggled and, and, I, and I still question uh, how effective I am when I'm writing messages, for example. Because um, you don't want to schedule meetings all the time either, which means that you need to rely on the asynchronous communication. Uh, normally we use Slack and stuff, but some people still send emails and stuff. But like, but there is a there is a skill in, in making the, the written communication effective, I guess. Mm -hmm. the, you I, know, we sorry. Go on, go on, sorry. Go on. There, like we could talk a lot about the communication <laughs> across <laughs> cultures as well and all mm -hmm. that stuff. So like there's a topic there that we should probably explore at some point because uh it's interesting. <laughs> Uh, but, but actually, I've got one thing to ask you about, uh, and I'm almost embarrassed to admit it, is that I get much more bored in meetings now than I used to. With the physical meetings, I get a lot less bored. In, mm -hmm. the, in the remote meetings, I get way more bored. And like a lot of the stuff is really important stuff and so on. But there is some dynamic in there. I think part of it is this single bandwidth. Part of it is just kind of, I don't know what it is, but I get very bored. And I find an hour long meeting, which before it was about half hour and a half before I start getting really bored. But now even an hour long meeting gets boring after the first half hour. I don't know if you find that you're getting more bored or less bored. I have, shorter, I, think, I, I have shorter meetings. <laughs> I, can tell you I think maybe yeah. I need to start doing that. <laughs> Or imposing that <laughs> but, but I think that this this is another point because like we end up an hour is allocated by default uh, or an hour or half an hour but and not even... necessarily you can configure it so that it you know if you pick an hour it will pick uh, 50 minutes I think 50, it is yeah. or whatever right so so yeah this is why or I have 25 for yeah, half an exactly. hour yeah so that, that, that but yeah not like when, when I see I see that that technique as well that people end up making 50, 50 minutes, so you have 10 minutes before between meetings and stuff, but normally they tend to overrun and do the full Yeah, hour. they often overrun anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and they kind of so, treat it as if it's, a, it's my hour, you know? It's not Exactly. It's still like, okay, this is the bit that we overrun, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, the, but I think that we also have far more meetings as well, because every interaction becomes a meeting. Yeah. Right? And then, and then not always you need that full meeting. And before, like when we had uh, physical interactions, you could afford to have less structured communication. For example, you could afford to go to someone with uh, not with uh, with thoughts that are not very well structured, and then you structure them as we have a, a chat, and that can be done in five, ten minutes. But but we are still going to meetings. Like we need to block to block some time. We don't know how much, so we block an hour. And then, or if we, even if we think that is a, a five, 10 minutes, we end up blocking half an hour. And we still go with unstructured thoughts. So those meetings become even more painful. And by the end of the day, 
you are tired because you went from one to another. And I think that, and there is an art in also entertaining people during the meeting, right? So if you want in, in presence, no. You, what you I'm, mean what, the art of filters. <laughs> I, I, I think that, for example, even if you are in a, in a, in a meeting, like uh, in a physical meeting, right? Uh, some people speak in different ways. Some people are a bit more monotone or they, they struggle, they take too long or whatever. But this is easier to tolerate in an in-person meeting. But in an in a online meeting, the people that are monotone or take too long to say certain things, it, it, it annoys you more, right? Because it, yeah. you don't have other things. So, so there, is, there is something there, to there, say about there, that. There is, there is another thing, eye contact, mm. right? I, like eye contact keeps you, your attention to that person, right? And you can't, you can't get eye contact. Often I find myself staring at the camera when I'm speaking. Rather, because I've got two, three people there, they all occupy equal space. So you you don't do that. You know that normally when you kind of look at people, look into their eyes, kind of, you don't do that. You just like, so because you, you know, you're not doing that. So you're just looking straight into the camera. And often I find myself thinking, I've just said everything and I'm saying it to that person, but I'm looking at the bloody camera and not at them. But if I look at them, they'll think that I'm not looking at them because now my eyes are away from the camera. This, this becomes even more apparent when your camera is on top of one screen, but the people are in a different screen. So then you are looking at this side because you're yeah, looking you're at like... them, but your camera is here, right? Yeah, yeah. So okay. yeah, yeah. Talking to your ear, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, it's, yeah. I find it, I find it weird, but yeah, it's all these things kind of relate to this diluted experience in interactions in my view. And I think it's fine, you know, as a, uh, you know, but not always, as you said, extremes, right? You know, you need to kind of re-engage with people, all these people that you're constantly speaking to, it's nice to re-engage with them at a personal level and not always be remote. So, so, for example, some companies now uh, are pushing people to go back to the office. For example, my wife's, uh, so my wife works for a company and, and, and they, the company is pushing for them to be two days a week in the office. So what, what are your thoughts about uh, companies that are pushing people to go back? Uh, how flexible should companies be? And also, like, this is valid for us. So, so like, uh, what we are going to do, are we going go to back to the office, right? So, from, from this conversation, apparently not. But, like, what would be the, 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 the different strategies that company has? Like, what do you think about companies saying, telling people, uh, oh, you need to, to do this or that? I, I, I can tell you what we've been thinking about and most likely we'll, we will try it out. Yeah. So we're, we're keeping the office, of course. And if someone wants to go to the office, they can. But now that we, for instance, are hiring people remotely or, or fully remote, no, uh, we have people all over Spain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what about those people? They cannot just get a train or a plane and come to Barcelona and work for a day. Even outside Spain, Spain as well, right? So there are people they, exactly. outside there's Spain people in, yeah, in, in France, Portugal, etc. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's, that's uh, yeah, exactly. So what do you do about those people, right? Because they might need 
to go to an office, whether it is to have meetings or because they need a space to focus because at home they have a, a baby or whatever, right? Like the, the, there, there are many contexts no, in which having an office or having that space is they may need the social interaction, no? Um, so what we are uh, looking, at, looking at is um, sort of like shared co-working spaces, right? So where you have uh, almost like gym for less and this kind of stuff, no? Like you, you uh, pay and then you can go to any of the spaces and the spaces are all across the country, you know, in the UK or whatever, right? And you can book, I'm going to be on Monday at, you know, this co-working space for X amount of time. And you go there, you and you're there, and then people can also see that. Uh, now, oh, Mash is going to the office, so I may want to join and go to the office as well, and so on, right? So, giving that flexibility of people having an office to go to, even though it's not like the company headquarters or the company office, no, uh, is is something that we are definitely doing. Uh, then there is the uh, you know getting together right for social things and this is something that we are incentivizing as well whether it is you know playing board games or you know magic the gathering or whatever it is that you are fond of uh, or you know going for beers or you know doing a barbecue whatever that that kind of let's meet socially is something that we're also uh you know promoting in that sense um so Again, from, from that perspective, the office is there. It's it's available for people that need it. It's not a forced uh, a forced thing, right? Like, it's not like, oh, you need to fulfill this quota, right? Although legally, uh, at least here in Spain, there is a lot of that, right? Like, you need to ex be explicit in the work contract, et cetera, et cetera, how those things are going to happen. Otherwise, you're, you may be infringing uh, the law or you may be... Uh, liable, no, so if something happens or whatever. But besides that, I feel like that flexibility is, is here. We want to keep it as much as possible, right? Like we want people to be able to, you know, take their kid to, uh, you know, to, to to school in the morning, right, and be with them or feed them or whatever. Like you know, that the the whole family aspect where you where you can actually see your kids before they go to bed, no. That's something that we want people to have, no? And and we want that for everyone because a lot of times when we talk about uh, conciliation, no, or conciliación, we call it in Spanish, I don't know if that's mm -hmm. the yeah, work-life balance kind of thing, no? Mm -hmm. we, we always think of parents, that kind of stuff, right? But what about the people who want to go and work from their home hometown in the middle of the countryside? Why can they do that? Or they want to go see their parents or they want to, you know, that should also be uh, an option. No? Yeah. I feel like it definitely, we've gained a flexibility that we don't want to lose uh, because it just, you know, makes the work more enjoyable uh, for people as well. Yeah. I just want you like to, just a quick one, Max, before you go, like just for, for people uh, maybe watching this episode, some people might be from Kojun and some people might be from outside Kojunas. Uh, so like our company has offices in different countries, right? So, and of course the legislation and regulations are different uh, in the UK and Spain and now in Portugal. Uh, but it's always important that the, the, the different countries or different offices, they, they have the freedom to try experiments. And some experiments 
if successful, can be rolled out to the rest of the company, or they will be just more local because of whatever the the, the employment laws. Uh, or the customs, uh, the local customs. That, or the local yeah. customs and stuff. But but yeah. this is also good for other people that work in, in companies that are have offices in different locations, many different countries. Uh, so it's, it's important for them to, to be aware yeah. uh, of those Definitely. experiments and things. Definitely. Sorry, Mesh, you would say something else. No, no, I was actually, um, there's a couple, couple of things. One, one is that I, I don't like the, I personally don't like the idea of mandating, right? Because I think we should educate and we should uh, advise even or, and create the right kind of space for people like, just like Jose was mentioning, you know, create those spaces that is convenient. And even when we think that, you know, team communication needs to happen and teams need to gather to advise and help and educate and provide them with a space, but not just like blanket. Everyone must be in the office two days a week from now on. I think that kind of defeats the object really, you know, we should, we should create a culture where there is this hybrid situation and it's, it's convenient for people is uh, and people understand when to use that facility and when not, when not to use it. Uh, and I, I love the idea of uh, what you just mentioned, Jose, as well. I, I was thinking about this, that it, it would be great to, to create these kind of almost like satellites where you can go. They, it shouldn't be just right next to everybody, but it should be kind of in central places where more people can gather. So, like, for example, if I say to somebody, oh, you know, I'm going to be in the office next to my house. I live in northeast of London, Right. Uh, it'd be much more difficult, for example, Sandra to go all the way through central London, who lives in southwest, to come to me. But somewhere more central, like, for example, in our case, like East, which is Stratford, is easy to get to. It's got really good links, right? Having a satellite kind of facility there where people can gather, similarly in other areas. And, and having a central thing as well, where people can be a bit more central, but not have just one place together i think is a is a brilliant idea and allowing people that flexibility where they can come uh, and providing people with the advice and the and the education sometimes as well on what you know what works and what doesn't work in remote and physical kind of situations as well one one more thing is incentivizing uh, people meeting each other because for instance uh, we have people who go to madrid so why don't you work from the Madrid uh, co-working space and you get to see Manuel who's there. You get to see uh, Maravesi and all, all these people. No, So yeah. that's that's also part of that because, again, in growing as we're growing uh, middle of the pandemic, there's lots of people that we haven't met in person, but they're working with us uh, in the company. So if you can take an opportunity to de-virtualize them so to speak no? <laughs> and and see them face to face and you know have a beer and build that uh link that later on makes everything easier right like it, it makes it easier yeah. to communicate to, to you know just exchange information or, or or just deal with difficult situations as well no so yeah yeah, yeah. So, uh no, go on. Sorry. No, no, because this is something that you guys uh, are also doing, right? Like people from Manchester going to the London office yeah. or they, like there's all of this thing happening as well. No, that is yeah. part of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we have a, a, a client where uh, we have people from 
well, the, the, uh, the London and uh, people in the south, and then also people from Manchester and other parts of north, and and then they 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 try to gather to to get together uh, every now and again, and and this is one of the things that I like. So I personally don't think that after two years working remotely, right, <laughs> it sounds a bit silly to me that companies would force people to go to the office with a certain cadence like they would impose this like this is when people should be here or stuff we've been doing that for almost two years now so why why, why change right so why force that because I, I my assumption here like when i say this is that we all survived as a business and my assumption also here is that we are doing okay the way that we are going so unless there is a very specific problem that you are trying to solve, we should not be forcing people to go and, and pass a, a, a rule across the board. Everyone across all the departments, everyone in every project and stuff should be in the office every two days a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays or whatever that is, right? So I, I cannot see the point of it. Like I would need to understand what problem we are trying to solve with this kind of approach. So You know, but, this is... Mm -hmm. Sorry. No, no. no I would just say like, but but I, but I think that that one thing that is very healthy is leave up to the the groups of people. For example, we have departments, companies have departments like marketing department, sales department, or projects, right? So a group of people that are working for a specific project or in a specific team or whatever. I like the idea that they synchronize, but it's more up to them to decide how they're going to synchronize than to the comp then the company to impose on them. But they, as a team, they could say, hey, what would work for us? And then if they want to go to the office, I like the idea of them going on the same day, but more as a suggestion, not an imposition from the company. So like, if you're going to go to the office, instead of going one person each day and you need to be in a video call anyway, why don't you go on the same day or at least like the majority of you on the same day and then you have lunch together or you finish the day a bit earlier, go and have a drink in a pub, you know, like, see, see what I'm saying? Benefit from being together. Uh, but I think there should be more an agreement between groups of people that are in position from the company. You know, this, this is something that also has come up, like, because uh, before, so a big part of why we're able to do this today is that clients are more open to working remotely as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they were forced into that because of the circumstances, no? But um, but now it's here and they know that it works and, you know, they may have preferences, etc. But And uh, sometimes the question has come up of, you know, hey, could you tell the guys to come to the office, right? Like, we want to start bringing people to the office, so could you guys uh, come in? And, and in that uh, sense... Uh, what we've done is we've had conversations with the client to understand the reason. And this is something that I also bring, you know, when I'm talking to, to uh, the teams, it's like, they want us to be at the office. Okay. Why? You know, is this, is this a matter of, I don't trust the work that you're doing or wh what is this about? Like what problem are they trying to solve by asking you mm -hmm. to come to the office? Right. And if we get to the root of that, then we can solve it. And maybe the solution is, hey, you know, stop by the office. Maybe that is that that may be a valid solution for it, right? But you need to understand what is what is happening there. And a lot of the times when we have the conversation, we have the conversation with the client, with the team, and then there's some sort of consensus that everyone is comfortable with 
happens, right? Like, you know, uh, hey, I live outside Barcelona. I can only do this, you know, like once a week. Let's coordinate. Let's do it once a week. We come, we see this. We're all together. We go, we have beers, et cetera, et cetera, right? There are people who like that social interaction. Hey, can I... Uh, I'm going to come more often, right? Like, I'm going to be here three days a week because I, I like it, you know? And, and I feel comfortable doing this. That's fine, right? But it's not about forcing it uh, on on people. And it's definitely, contractually, is not there, right? Like, so contractually, the, there is not a, um, a clause on the service needs to be delivered, you know, presentially or whatever, because again that that would not make sense especially if you're uh, hiring people remotely no yeah. um so yeah so that that conversation around okay so what is it that you're trying to solve no is is a big part of that no and then once everyone understands you you can get to to a solution for sure and, and i think that like mo most most people now like uh after those those two years people are valuing their personal lives a little bit more right so so quality of life and some people are moving away from the big cities uh, they they are changing jobs to do other things and accommodating different lifestyles and i think that this is actually a positive thing is a thing that i'll be very honest to, to, to both of you i didn't even imagine that like if again if i if i go back to 2019 and remember the kind of life that i, that I used to have it and so like I barely stayed at home. I barely saw my kids. Right for me, it was a shock. Uh, again, I had to adapt. And so like, <laughs> it's almost like I always have a, a joke like that. At some point, my kids would be asking uh, Viviani, my wife, and it's like, oh, is this the man that is that appears in some of the photos at home? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, 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 because I, I was barely home. Right. Even I wasn't in the UK. The amount of hours that I was out, uh, and, and I'm still working long hours and stuff, but, but having that, that opportunity to have a break and, and open, the, like take my kids to school, as you were saying, Jose. So, so mixing uh, those things a bit more uh, for me is, is a very, is a very good benefit. Like is a very, is a positive thing from the new norm. Yes. We lost a bit of the, the human contact. We lost a bit of the bonds that we create with our uh, uh, colleagues uh, the work became more about work than actually social activities. So there is a much more, a much clearer separation between the two. Before, when we were in the office, there was more of a mix of those two. But I think that if you can mitigate that with a few social interactions, like promoting those 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 days that we all meet in person, uh, one way or another, without a, 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 just a. a a blank, like a, just a, a total imposition on everyone from the company, but let the people organize themselves and decide when they want to meet in smaller groups and not whole company. Uh, I think that this is this is quite healthy in a way. I think that we are in a better place now, and I feel also that the companies that are pushing uh, people to go back to the offices, mainly companies that where people don't need to be there, that. People that work with computers and things like that, I think that they are making a mistake. They're going to end up losing some of their key people if they do that. Yeah. 
think I just killed the conversation. And, no, 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 no. I was, and we are hiding, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So another so beautiful this, this segue. A, exactly. This, this is another positive uh, uh, side effect of everything as well. Uh, that's of course more pushed by the pandemic and then and now the new norm. Because in the past, even the business, the the growth strategy for a lot of companies, and that includes ourselves, they were very attached to geographical locations. Right, so people would open offices in specific cities, and it would target specific markets. And that, the nowadays most companies became global overnight. Right, so companies that were very local, doing very localized job and stuff, hiring people from their neighborhood and stuff. All of a sudden, now they 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 do global, and, and this is another positive uh, side effect because we can we can work with people today that we could not work in the past. If you go back to uh, 2019, not only ourselves, but quite a few other companies would not hire certain people if they were not uh, close to one of the offices, right? So at this today- Yeah, but, we, but, but then we can go now into, no, because yes, uh, the pandemic sort of pushed people to push companies to be more global yeah and now you have access to let's say talent anywhere in the world basically um but then the competition also became global sure so sure. even though you may hire from anywhere then probably you may not be competing at the same level as any of the fangs no or any of the you know let's say companies who have an advantage because of the size in that uh, in that case no so that has also been uh, an issue and what what you see is um yes there's no you're not constrained anymore by you by what you can find locally but at the same time you are constrained by the competition right like you if you really want to hire globally you need to be competitive globally and I'm not only talking about salaries, yeah. yeah. Salary, that's that's one of the things, but uh, but you really need to be offering something that people want to be a part of, mm. yeah. Because but that will open us to a very to a completely different, well, a much bigger conversation, I guess. If you keep going, maybe that that's direction. our next fireside chat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We we could talk yeah. about like. Uh, business strategy in, in the new norm not only like and what, people you know, working what makes, remotely how do you attract really good people yeah. exactly so uh there you go like if people want to hear about that or if you would be interested to to know uh our thoughts about this topic leave our, leave your comment uh and, and we'll be happy to to have an episode on that guys do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up for today well so are we going back to the office? Or are you going back to the office? Once once in a while. Uh, I am. Once, once, yeah, I am. Once or twice a so, week. So, I, yeah, exactly. Summer's coming. How often? Summer's coming. I need to kind of, you know, wash my bike and uh, <laughs> get on it and, and go to the office more often. Uh, I used to last last summer and then during winter, I think, and other things happened as well. And but I'm going to start going a bit more often, I think at least once a week. Okay. What about you, Jose? How often are you planning to go back? Or what, yeah, I don't know. Once a week. Schedule. 
no, I, I don't know if once a week, um, but I think um, if, if people are going to the office, I definitely want to go to the office as well. Yeah, uh, as in, you know, the social interaction aspect is what I'm more interested uh, in. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. In fact, tomorrow I'm going to the office. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've already planned it. And uh, yeah. So, but but that's that's it. Like, it's not as a, a forced thing and definitely not as a, uh, it's, it's more of a personal need than anything else, not required. Um, so, yeah. Uh, one thing that, and again, going back to bringing up questions. <laughs> right, yes. We're going to bring uh, a brand new topic. In the no, brand brand new. But, no, but, you know, talking about remote, like, did you guys read uh, remote or any of these uh, books uh, on remote? No, uh, I'm aware of the book, uh, but but no, I haven't read it. Okay. Right. No, I just is curious of how much impact do you think uh, – any literature on the topic has had on on you know how have you approached it or whatever but that's yeah any anyway since we haven't read it but but feel right. free to recommend some books so we we, we could mm -hmm. probably pick them up yeah, i think the the only book that i've uh well not not sorry it's not the only book but uh one of the first books that i read on this was the remote uh book which is okay but i read it like a really long time ago even you know years before the the pandemic so um yeah i'll be looking forward to see if it still holds up a bit mm -hmm. cool yeah and for me like the same like i think that if i go back uh like i'm chewing between once a week to once every two weeks uh so on wednesdays maybe but like I i'm still need to, again those are things that now It's not just go to to the office. I need to synchronize at home. So th this is why people are need need to make arrangements now, right? So after all this time working, from and also synchronize but, with people at work as well. So you're not there on exactly, your <laughs> exactly. This is another thing. Like I'm that'll not be, be really really sad. Yeah. No, like you go <laughs> to the office and then you're you the on only your own. <laughs> yeah, on your own on video calls the whole day because exactly. no one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Okay, so thanks everyone. So if you enjoyed this chat, don't forget to subscribe uh, to the channel. Like, keep your uh, put our thumbs up and write in the comments if there is any topic that you'd like us to discuss. Let us know. I see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye.